Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network on a Friday as we welcome you in. Of course, a busy day, busy time of the year. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. We say hi to the boys there, downtown Las Vegas, Fremont Street. Bar Canada at the D. I'm all Shaw. Of course, Dustin Sweetelson got plenty to do coming off Thursday night with a 20 to 16 winner. A sharp money parlay as the Steelers cover and the under does cash. We'll get into that. I know the big guy wants to look at the coach of the year market coming off of it. NBA looks like we've got the in-season tournament just getting going right away. There, NBA, NHL, two games on the ice. Got some good college football tonight as well. Of course, it is a Friday, so we'll run the board here on Sharp Money. We're going to have Scott Spritzer along for the ride to run the board later in the show. Professional handicapper, a new teammate here at VSIN, Tyler Shoemaker, VSIN betting analyst, is going to join coming up in just a bit. He's got a bunch of best bets for the weekend. Chris Farley, professional handicapper, is going to join as well. I know the boys have a ton in college football week 10. I've got a little surprise for you guys coming up as far as college football in week 10 and where we stand so far on November 3rd, but the pleasantries are over. Let's go to the boys. I heard there is a mall. I heard there is a video poker tournament going on right next to you guys. So should be exciting to keep note of as the show progresses. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. $20,000 on the line here for the first prize, I believe overall. So it should be a little bit louder than it normally is behind us. You can already tell by the number of people. But maybe they're going to have a sweat like we did with Will Levis in the final 20 yards of that game last night. The side and total potentially in peril there. Yep, 100%. Big guy, I don't know if you're planning on getting involved in the tournament going on next to you. But I know that I'll be hearing complaining during the break. No, there. But on this side of the uh, of the casino, there will be a strip poker tournament going on. And the prize is me naked. 
<laughs> that is, uh, it's a lucky Friday at the D. There's no doubt about that. Okay, so plenty to do. Yeah, Amal mentioned it. There was a, a late drive, Will Levis and the boys, the Titans. It was an interesting game. It was an interesting game just because uh, there was a lot in front of us and what to trust as far as the quarterback position. And Amal, Dustin, you two feel free to do whatever you want because we all crushed Will Levis coming out of Kentucky. Maybe he didn't get the coaching, but uh, I'm willing to say I, I'm I'm completely wrong. The guy is oh. completely legit. I've seen plenty. I don't need to see one more snap. Uh, it's effortless. Uh, obviously, the size and arm strength, that was never really an issue. Holding on to the ball too long and maybe a little inaccuracy was the issue at Kentucky. Also, you're getting co- you're getting coached by one of the donk stoops, so you're probably not getting the best offensive coaching at Kentucky. But yesterday, I, again, Kenny Pickett, I know he engineered the 11 play. 92-yard drive. Deontay Johnson with the game winner. Kenny Pickett is so mid. I would be so frustrated if I was a Steeler. 19 of 30, 160. A Steeler fan, 5.3 yards per attempt. Missed a ton of throws. And then conversely, the Titans. And if you're a Titan fan, I think you're pretty excited. He was pressured 15 times, Will Levis, in the game last night. The worst offensive line in football. And still got it done took the Titans into the half 13 10 lead of course we mentioned the end zone pick to Quan Alexander but I am again I think the big takeaway from last night one the Steelers are five and three with as Dustin said a trash roster and two I think the Titans should feel pretty good about what they have at the quarterback position again you two do what you want with the information uh, we always disagree on quarterbacks but I'm high on Will Levis I was wrong that's my that's my position here Amal Shaw well first of all I was completely wrong uh, did, I don't know if there's a quarterback I can remember in two games that has proven me completely wrong and it's an indictment of James Franklin and Mark Stoops his former head coaches at Penn State and Kentucky. But I got to tell you, Patrick, I'll take it one step further. Obviously, you know, I'm high on CJ Stroud being biased towards him because he went to Ohio State and he's played well. But from what I've seen out of Will Levis in the first two weeks, I don't know why we're not getting bets down on him for offensive rookie of the year. I mean, to me, I know it's only a small sample size, but Tennessee seems like a player. That's a game last night. You're flying back to Nashville and you're thinking you let one get away. What a missed opportunity. And then I was thinking big picture in the AFC South. Is any division right now in football better set up with young quarterback talent for all four of their teams than Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Houston, and now the Tennessee Titans with Will Levis. You've got Trevor Lawrence first overall pick. You've got C.J. Stroud, the second overall pick. Um, Anthony Richardson, what was he? Fifth, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Fifth or fourth uh, to Indianapolis. And then you've got Will Levis, a guy who went 33rd overall, but probably should have been a first rounder. Maybe the interviews, oh, uh, thank you, Dustin. Uh, Richardson went fourth. Will Levis, maybe the interviews, maybe the tape, which when you watched him at Kentucky, he turned the ball over in critical times. And I'm not just talking about interceptions, but you're absolutely right, Patrick. You watch three, four throws, his ability to navigate the pocket despite getting sacked four times, Watt and Highsmith committing tons of pressures. It it was really a remarkable job of what he was able to do. And it felt like, to me, just from my perspective, Henry and that offense were a little bit reinvigorated with the ability that we saw out of Will Levis. I didn't see Tannehill making tons of these types of plays. we know Malik Willis has no shot at doing it. No, it's it's well put. And I think if this was 
second year, you know, midway through and he had that game, we'd be like, okay, he's on the right trajectory. It was his second start against, you mentioned uh, TJ Watt and Highsmith, who are just absolute studs. Again, pressured 15 times, never seemed rattled. He wasn't perfect. In fact, he was 22 of 39, 262. He did have the pick to end the game. So it's not like we're going crazy. This is where you kind of trust your eyes, big guy. And I'm all said it well. It's like, Again, it, all, all I would say after two starts from Will Levis is there's got to be excitement amongst the fan base. Like you have something here. It's effortless. He seems in control. There's something to work on and you're going to get a big upgrade or it's supposedly or you should get a big upgrade from the Kentucky coaching he got to this Titan coaching in the NFL. And if he does get that prototypical size, everything's there for Levis. Guys, Will Levis can freaking sling it. That's all I think watching him. He can chuck the football, and he's athletic enough to make plays and extend plays with his legs. He, he's very calm in the pocket. He was a rookie. Think about this. He's a rookie in his second start on a short week on the road in Pittsburgh, and he looked cool as a cucumber. That guy was so calm back there. Look, the efficiency's not quite there yet, but that's okay. He gives them such a dynamic element through the air that they were lacking with Ryan Tannehill. It opens things up, and if they're ever ahead in games, that should allow for Derrick Henry to do more dirty work. It's just the way things played out later in the game that he wasn't able to run it quite as much. I, I just can't believe this guy couldn't beat out Sean Clifford. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm still blown away by that. And I think there's something we need to factor into how we project quarterbacks going forward. A lot of times, I know Amal doesn't like this, people will say, like, a quarterback from Ohio State or Alabama, it's tough to project them simply because when they go to the NFL, sometimes they have less talent to work with than they had in college compared to their opponents. With someone like Will Levis, apparently – Kentucky was so anemic on offense last year and the weapons were just so bad that we we were unable to project how good he could be in the pros because he's proving everyone wrong. You're, you're not wrong in any of what you said there. I mean, a couple of years ago, you go back and uh, Wandale Robinson, who's with the Giants, was at Kentucky with him. The Nebraska transfer really liked him when he was at UK. But to me, I got to tell you, Patrick, what stood out to me last night about him. Forget the performance. When they got that football down 20 to 16, I actually thought it was not saying it was like a Joe Burrow. You know, when Joe Burrow or Mahomes has the ball, you genuinely believe they're going to go right down the field and they're going yeah. to score. But normally speaking with an inexperienced quarterback or a Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm like, yo, this one's in the bank and earning interest. This thing is over. Don't worry about it. They're not going. I was like, yo, this dude's about to take it down and get seven. He's going to beat me on the Steelers play right here. And he's going to yeah, knock I, out the I'm under. D- I'm genuinely, I totally agree. I'm genuinely excited to see what he turns into. He's got a little cowboy in him. It, he, he, it, there's just a poise. There's a competence. And you know what the interesting thing is? It's not like Pickett's fine. It's like he can start, but there was a big yeah. feel of the difference between the two, right? Like Pickett just engineered another comeback win. Like there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that 11 yard, 95 yard, 11 play drive. He threw the touchdown pass. The pass was accurate. It's just, it feels different when you're watching them. He's to temperaments there for Pickett. I, you're just, you, you just are left underwhelmed. Whereas as you said, them all like there was expectations already in start number two and his first start on the road for Levis. There's a different feel there with the quarterbacks. A couple things you mentioned about Pickett. He's got the second most uh, winning drives in the fourth quarter in overtime since last year, along with Kirk Cousins has got him by one nine to eight, but it's impressive. Hit that great throw to Deontay Johnson on the right sideline, which really put Pickett 
Pittsburgh in position to be able to get that victory. But I'm with you. Will, uh, Kenny Pickett struggles for about three and a half quarters. I don't need that out of my quarterback. I need somebody who's consistent. If I didn't tell anybody last night that Will Levis is playing his second start in the National Football League, nobody would believe it. Because watching him, there was not a single part of me that goes, that guy's a rookie in his second football game being played in five days. Yep. I think that's it. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was an interesting game because if you have quarterback questions or prospects playing the position, even if the offenses aren't great, at least you have something to focus on. And that's what I felt like I was entertained by a big guy. Twenty to sixteen winner for the Steelers. So was Mike Tomlin. Here's what he had to say about his quarterback playing injured on, on a short week. You know, Nothing that he does from an intangible intangible perspective or a toughness perspective surprises me. I think that we're all really comfortable about those qualities in him and, you know, his desire to, to, to rise up big for us in moments and be significant down the stretch. Um, can't say enough about it. Here's what you don't want to be described as. Somebody that has wonderful intangibles and toughness. <laughs> like those are add-ons. Those are ancillary products. Like those are things that attributes you want people to say after the remarkable arm strength, the insane instincts, the skill, the prototypical size, the cannon. And by the way, he has remarkable toughness and just the intangibles. When people start talking about intangibles, you start looking for another job <laughs> because you're not an expert at your craft. That's Kenny Pickett. We've got Coach of the Year odds coming back. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on 
VSIN, the sports betting network. Got a little uncomfortable there at the end of the break. Dustin Sweetelson using the word adorable, which is a new one for the big guys. We welcome you back here on Sharp Money. She, quote, she's like adorable. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. I know you want to say something. We'll get to you here in just a second. We're going to hear from uh, Mike Tomlin, who has this roster five and three boys. Okay. He's starting to enter another stratosphere of how in the hell did that happen type conversations because it's happened now for what 15 straight years with the Steelers. He does have a Super Bowl ring. He's got another appearance. He's an incredible coach, but you watch that team Amal, and he's got them five and three. That is fascinating. We'll get to what's coming up next for both the Steelers and Titans, but we open up the show. We're going to hear from Will Levis as well. He's just a young kid, uh, but the three of us all agree, you know, we were killing him coming out of college, but maybe <laughs> Maybe the coaching wasn't there. Certainly, he's not a perfect kind of refined product. He holds on to the ball too long. Six sacks yesterday, but he's got the worst offensive line in football. He's going on the road at the Steelers with TJ Watt and Highsmith. That's not an easy spot. 15 pressures, but Levis looked good. You know, 262. He did have the pick to end the game. Uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, conversely, 19 of 30, just 5.3 as far as the yards per attempt. I don't know what they have. I think they have a suitable starter and pick it but is he going to be special that was the contrast with the two young signal callers last night boys and that's kind of what I come away from uh, last night feeling just quickly on this all Pittsburgh again they rally from behind that's five comeback wins that's the most in franchise history through eight games since 97 that's what they do they kind of fall behind and then rally they did get with Najee I I texted Dustin early Najee had that 10 yard rumble for the touchdown to open the game and I just wrote LOL and Warren go 27 carries for 156, but they do it because of great coaching defensively four sacks. They had a turnover. They've got 16 forced turnovers on the year. What Tomlin's doing is fascinating here. Uh, he's been spectacular in terms of his coaching ability. And you listen to his press conferences. I think he's a no-nonsense guy that gets players to buy into what he's doing. And Patrick, I was thinking about this watching the game last night. You take away Watt and you take away Deontay jo- uh, Johnson and George Pickens on this team. And I'm like, I don't know, uh, Highsmith, Minka Fitzpatrick when he's healthy, uh, Cam Hayward. Other than that, I don't look at this roster and go, hey, there's a lot of guys I want to build around. And you mentioned the point about Kenny Pickett being pedestrian. I think if you're in this division and you see Joe Burrow's 27, 26 years old, whatever he may be, um, you look at Lamar Jackson, you've got young quarterbacks there. I think you've got to go get somebody that upgrades you because the problem in today's NFL, I don't know where you come out on this. If you don't have one of those elite quarterbacks, a guy that's a difference maker that can go single-handedly win you games despite having ineptitude elsewhere on the team, then you need an elite defense with an elite running game and an elite offensive line. I think that puts too many elites out there. And if you look around at teams that are successful in the NFL outside of San Francisco, it's generally an elite quarterback combined with some really good pieces that allow a team to be successful. Yeah, it's a, you're right. I mean, because it's a formula that I don't know if you can rely on just continuing to force those turnovers, uh, continuing obviously to play with effort, but I just don't know if the skill, and can we get Pickens? Can somebody teach Pickens about a toe drag? Because (laughs) Pickett did, that was a beautiful throw from Pickett. If we're being fair. And he had about 15 yards to get his second foot down and he just didn't get it down. That was 
when I saw the replay, I was like, that's an audit. That should have been an automatic. You guys know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? That should have been an automatic touchdown. I, I'm with you. And that's one of the things right now. I think, you know, yesterday when we talked about Pickens a little bit, uh, there was some pushback. I, I, I apologize. The name eludes me. Our guest from yesterday with Pittsburgh and talked about Pickens is really good. He's got a chance to be an elite player, a superstar. But it's things like that that separate the great receivers in this league. And I think if you look at some of the superstars, the A.J. Browns, the Justin Jeffersons, Devontae Adams, it's a no doubter. You know, you got to get that foot. You got to get that yeah. toe down, big guy. Yeah. So to Amal's point about finding that quarterback that puts you over the top, the problem, you know, they run into Pittsburgh is Mike Tomlin's such a good coach. You never have one of those picks where you can get that franchise quarterback. You're going to have to take shots later in the draft where, you know, a guy like Kenny Pickett, I think he was like the 17th pick overall, somewhere in that range for them. Uh, you have to wonder, though. If maybe one day the NBA kind of way of superstars asking out and asking for trades and trying to dictate where they go, well, I don't understand why a quarterback doesn't force their way or at least hit free agency and end up with Pittsburgh just knowing what you're going to get get from Mike Tomlin. His teams, no matter the situation, always dictate the style of play on the field. Doesn't matter who they play. Doesn't matter how high high powered the offense is, they will always dictate the pace of the game. And that's a credit to Tomlin. He just needs that one quarterback that puts the rest of the roster over the top. Yeah, Patrick, to Dustin's question and point, I think the difference in the NBA is one player, and there's probably about 10 of them that exist in the NBA, can change the dynamics of your franchise overnight by just taking a shift and going to a different team. In football, there's a couple of factors. You could be a great quarterback with Team A, and then if you decide to go to Team B, you better hope the offensive line, the offensive coordinator, the receiving core are all in line and you can get on the same page. I don't think it's as simple maybe as it is in basketball. And also, the union in the NBA is far stronger than it is in the NFL with the NFL PA and that's why I don't think the players have quite the leverage that you see in the NBA I'm pretty sure the big guy saying he thinks Wemby should be the Steelers quarterback is that what you're saying <laughs> yes Victor Wembyama yes. he, honestly Wimby, right now Victor Wembyama can do anything he wants let's, let's not, did you let's guys, not see, talk did you guys about see that. that did you guys see the picture of KD standing next to Wemby looks like a kid he, <laughs> dude I think he's a foot taller than him. <laughs> like it's not even they They don't even look like the same species. When Biyama is like that kid is ridiculous. All right. You've got sound. Yes. What else do you want to hear from? Who else do you want uh, to hear? Look, from? they had 10 penalties, the Pittsburgh Steelers last night, and it's an issue right now for this team. While they're coached well, they play well. That is a, an undisciplined issue. And Mike Tomlin says the penalties are something they're going to have to work on. Um, part of being a tough team to beat first is not kicking your own butt, man. And, and we kind of been doing that some and we got to own that. And so um, we will. Uh, we'll review it. We'll learn from it. We'll look at it. Uh, we'll, we'll bring some officials into our practice setting in an effort to to be cleaner because uh, that was catastrophic, really, in a lot of instances to our efforts tonight. I feel like he would be a good dude just to have as a friend if you're just having a day where it's like dude i'm having a hard time meeting girls you come over you're like see man here, here's what you need to do you need to be a pragmatic about the situation you need to go up to he he just feels like a guy that if you asked him about anything he would have a very concerted good answer and be, he's a problem solver 
right? Like immediately he's just like, yeah, we're going to bring some officials in. It's not an issue. He doesn't overreact. He is, uh, he's a pretty steady dude. He's impressive. I, I like what you said there. And I think the one thing I would add to it, he's direct. It, I can't remember too many times in a press conference where he's been evasive to a question. He might give you a little bit of coach speak, but not too much. He seems to be direct when he, anytime he's pressed on something, there's never a situation in Pittsburgh where it is like with Belichick, where people ask the question five different ways, try and elicit one answer. With Tomlin, you say, okay, we got a problem with penalties. They had eight penalties in this game. The previous game against Jacksonville, they had six penalties for 52 yards. The previous game against Baltimore, they had three penalties. So I don't think this is really a long-term issue with the Steelers. This is why they've been successful with the mediocre roster at best. This is just a one-off in my opinion, but give Tennessee credit for some of the things that they did themselves that forced it. But um, I'm telling you, to me, he's one of the top three or four coaches in the National Football League. And big guy, you've got coach of the year odds, which we'll get to. You want to hear from Levis really quickly? What do you got? Yeah, let's uh, let's go with the first Will Levis clip, just because I think uh, it shows where he's at and his kind of desire to get better. Will Levis, after the game, was asked to reflect on what situations went wrong for him in his second start. Uh, just the, the end of half and the end of game situations, uh, specifically just the end of the game. Um, a couple throws I missed here and there, a couple, you know, that last one, just trying to make a play and how, how it could have turned out differently. He's like, maybe take a shot somewhere else, but uh, need to give him, give him a ball. One wanted Josh to climb the ladder for me and need to give him one to jump up and go get. So uh, didn't make the play. I'm going to do my best to make it next time. Yeah, look, win, wins and losses applied to quarterbacks is a weird stat, so you always have to be careful with that. But you do want your quarterback to care and be competitive. And um, a dude that we used to have on our show that covers the Titans, Teron Davenport, yes. I believe is his name. He covers the Titans intimately, and he said that Will Levis, after the game, just sat at his locker and stared blankly into space for like ever because he was so distraught about the loss. Like that, that's exactly that's exactly what you want, right? And that's what that question was about. I think it was Teron who asked the question. He said, "You were sitting at your locker, just kind of staring into space. What were you thinking about?" And he said that's what he was reflecting on those two plays. But but I think if you look at in almost any sport, the great athletes, the great players. It's not just the talent, because I think it's hard to separate talent at this level. Every once in a while, you might get a Randy Moss that's an aberration. But most of these guys are fairly comparable, but it's that competitive nature. You know, when you look at a Kobe Bryant, Patrick, you've been in Los Angeles a long time. Whether you're an NBA fan or not, I think the one thing that people come away respecting is Kobe's competitive greatness. It's the same thing when you look at Tom Brady, you look at Michael Jordan. You you want that in guys who are going to win. Yep. 1,000. So five and three for the Steelers. Good opportunity. Next, they're going to host the Packers next week. A good opportunity to go six and three. Wild. Wild. Tennessee, conversely, they go back on the road at Tampa Bay. So that's what's next. We can set up the numbers. Speaking of numbers, we've got Coach of the Year numbers on Mike Tomlin. Might surprise you how long it is. Let's come back and discuss. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network.
Okay, there's no better time of the year to be a sports better. And with our new Sports Equinox special, there's no better time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now and get full VEASAN Pro access to everything we do through May 1st for only $120. That includes daily best bets, unlimited access to our betting splits, plus all of our exclusive betting content for college football, the rest of the NFL season, March Madness, NBA, NHL regular seasons, of course, the NFL draft. Don't miss limited time offer. It's the Equinox right now. Busy time of the year, 120 bucks. We'll get you everything we offer at vcin.com slash subscribe. Of course, the Equinox is the time or date twice a year at which the sun crosses the celestial equator. And speaking of which, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. I'm a little surprised at the big guy. He only just wrote back, ha, 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 last night. I sent him a very majestic picture of a beautiful sunset. You know, the sun, that wonderful bean, that celestial bean that you called yesterday. Uh, I, I sent you a picture of my sunset walk with the uh, with Jeezy here, and I just got back laughter. Not that's more, so, that's an impressively beautiful picture, big. I didn't want to be corny because literally thirty seconds before you sent me that text, I was driving, and I almost sent you this saying it's a wonderful being, and I just sent you the picture. I'm going to send it to a mall as well. Like, oh, literally. You had, oh, look at those beautiful hues and colors there in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, Las Vegas, the desert is a wonderful place. You under, uh, like It gonna, made me understand why the Arizona Diamondbacks colors are what they are. Like You realize, oh, they just took all the shades of when, the, when sunset is happening in the desert and made it a, a jersey. Nice picture. Yeah, it's a beautiful picture. A lot of pastels. Yes, it looks like the 80s. It looks like Miami Vice in the 80s. I, I like that. Good job. Uh, might need a little All more right. white mixed in. Maybe we could find some magic. <laughs> we could find some magic uh, like the universe with some of our picks coming up this weekend, which we'll get to uh, coming up in just a bit. However, um, and this is interesting, and I heard I'm all discussing this as far as sometimes the big time programs and or franchises don't get a lot of love when it comes to the markets, the award markets, and specifically coach of the year. So, Dustin, we can go through this. And you, you jumped right on a team that's five and three. You jumped over at DraftKings into the coach of the year market to check out Mike Tomlin. What'd you come up with? Yeah, look, I think a lot of these markets are tough because you're always handicapping how people are going to vote. And there's no wider range of looking at a market than what you're dealing with here with Coach of the Year. Like, what are the parameters that these voters are putting on when they decide who they think should get their vote? Is it the best co coaching job overall? Is it doing the most with the least? Is it making the playoffs? Is it having a dominant performance? Like, I don't know what variables are most important, but when I look at this market, I can't believe Mike Tomlin, a guy who I think I can make case is the best coach of our lifetime outside of Bill Belichick, is 25 to one right now with Kenny freaking Pickett not being able to chuck the ball downfield, only showing up in the fourth quarter next to no <laughs> offense, defense dominating and suffocating these teams. If he takes this team to the postseason, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be in the mix for this award. I, I agree with you completely. I'm just going to read off the top five names here from the odd standpoint. Dan Campbell, two to one. Mike. Well, let's 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 stop on each one. Yeah, Dan no, that, Campbell. Okay. 
Wait, hold on, hold on. Before we do, yeah. do you guys believe? I know I, I, I'm surprised Amal didn't jump in, and he it's, he had every right to. Do we believe? You said outside of Bill Belichick, and you have to just by proxy. You have to say, well, Belichick because he has six rings. Do we think the three of us? This is a safe space, so it's okay <laughs> to say something badly about Bill Belichick. Do we think he has this roster construct in Kenny Pickett five and three right now? No, actually, no. That's a great question. Actually, he might have a better roster I, technically. The, Not I right now with all the injuries, but preseason. But, but no, but there no. is no chance. So, uh, but again, we'll we'll start here. The Campbell thing is fascinating because I I just wrote down. You said what is the protocol and what are, what are the stipulations and like the tenants when voting for some of these coach of the year and the awards. You know what I wrote down? Vibes. It's just what people are feeling. And there was so much, I guess, energy put into the want and the need for Dan Campbell and the Lions to be good this year and just be something special that that's influencing perceptively. That's influencing the number. The fact that he's two to one is laughable because I'm going to say this. I'm all this is going to sound outlandish. The Raiders just fired Josh McDaniels because of how embarrassing their performance was on Monday. I know I'm going to sound like a cynic, but I thought the Lions should have beat them by 40 points. Well, like I wasn't overly impressed by how the Lions performed on Monday night. Am I, am I being crazy and cynical? I came in here Tuesday and complained to you, and I said, you're a Lions. Like, it was your job, your failure to coach them and have yes. them turnovers. They gave up three. They, I can't, Patrick, when was the last time, and I know obviously we'd have to look at the stats, a team got outgained by 329 yards and lost by only 12 points. Right. I, I exactly. Mean, it's yes. to, to your point, here's why when I look at the coach of the year, in my opinion, it's doing the most with the least amount of talent. And when I look at the top of the list, I thought we all thought Detroit was going to have a good year. It just depends on who you liked in the last NFC year North. was the year he would have won. the Exactly. Award. So that's why I don't like right. Campbell at two to one. I think Mike McDaniel deserves a ton of credit. But part of my reasoning is because I didn't believe in Miami as much as maybe you guys did. I'm slow to the Dolphins party. Robert Salat doesn't belong on this list in my estimation. If they make the playoffs, maybe. That's a maybe, top five defense. Si- if no. it's six to one? Listen, that defense is single-handedly doing it. D'Amico Ryan, yes, I got no problem. Turn around. Pete Carroll has to be on this list. I, I know Mike Somich is a believer in the Seahawks, but I I don't tell you guys, when you watch Geno Smith, you're like, oh, God. Yeah, I'm not sure if this ball is going to get picked up. And then I look at Peterson, Sirianni, Shanahan, and John Harbaugh. Why they're even on this list is mind-boggling. That's where, to me, Tomlin should be in the top five on this list. Because you look at the talent. He has the same record for a second. Marinate on this for a second. He has the same record as a team with Trent Williams, Devo Samus, Christian McCaffrey, Fred Warner, and Nick Bosa, and now Chase Young. That's pretty good. Right. Right. Yeah. The Campbell sitting two to one. It, basically what they're saying is we already gave him the award at the beginning of the year and he just has to not lose it, yeah. which is insane. And by the way, there's there's nothing that says that the, this is the way it's going to be voted at the end of the year uh, with Campbell. He's not even the best coach on his own coaching staff. Like he's not the one that's making ben all this Johnson. happen. Ben yeah. Johnson's the best coach there. Uh, I'd say with Pete Carroll, the reason why I think Tomlin's more impressive is Pete Carroll's team was in the postseason last year. 
Like, this team is yeah. pretty loaded. I, I don't disagree with you there. And adding Leonard Williams only makes this team better defensively. And I think that Kenneth Walker and Patrick, you have said this for uh, going on a year now. We're, we're here, what, eight months on this show? Kenneth Walker has been outstanding. You go back to Michigan State, Mel Tucker got the deal because of Kenneth Walker. There's no way around it. And you look in Seattle, he's an explosive threat to go to the house anytime he touches the ball. Guys, I think there needs to be parameters put in on these awards. Uh, in the NBA, I want to say late 90s, early 2000s, Doc uh, Rivers won Coach of the Year with Orlando and didn't make the playoffs. So to me, they've got to distinguish how you determine that and on Comeback Player of the Year. Everybody's talking about Comeback Player of the Year, Demar Hanlon for stepping on the field. I'm like, John Mechie overcame leukemia. He's not even in the mix, by the way. I don't even understand. We talk about, like, everybody comes through leukemia with flying colors every day like it's nothing. Tua is your number two shot on the board for comeback player of the year, by the way. Not to sidetrack. There's a million guys that come back from injuries. I don't know how many guys are coming back from chemotherapy. Tomlin at 25 to 1 is a great bet, Dustin. I I bet it this morning. I just... If this, there's no reason for it to they keep win going. ten games, oh. yeah. they're gonna first off they're gonna be six and three after next yeah. week. Like I look at it and I say there's no reason for it to keep going, but at the same time I look back on the season, there's no reason for any of this to happen the way it has. He's just such a good coach. He's always prepared. He they do just enough to hang around, and then in the fourth quarter they figure something out. I I don't see any reason why M- Mike Tomlin shouldn't be in the top three here. M- the way I look at it now. Any order, any number next to them. I think the only people he's fighting with, it's Mike Tomlin, it's D'Amico Ryans. And Pete Carroll? Maybe Pete Carroll. I, yeah. I, 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 like I, I think list. Pete Carroll's an underrated head coach. I'll give you that. Patrick, I like your point on the 10 wins here. Let's look at the schedule real quick. You mentioned the Packers win, Cardinals win, Patriots and Colts, assuming those are wins. Can they get two victories between two games against the Bengals, one more against the Ravens, Browns, and Steelers? Can they win two of their last five games in those games? <laughs> The difference in talent, like the Lions, they've done a really good job over the past couple of years. The Lions talent juxtaposed to the Steelers talent, just based on what we're watching, like the Steelers offensive line is still pretty trash. Uh, The Lions right up there, you know, the Eagles have the best offensive front, but the Lions are a top five, top three offensive line with talent upon talent. Like we joked when they signed Dottam and Peoples-Jones, like that's just an embarrassment of riches, right? They've got so much talent. Well, you look at the draft pick. I still contend, and I'm wrong, but I thought Panay Sewell was the proper choice for Cincinnati instead of Jamar Chase. Now they've gotten to a Super Bowl, so it's hard to argue against the success. But you see the difference that Panay Sewell makes on the right side. You got Taylor Decker on the left side there for Detroit. Jonah Jackson on the right side of that line. This is a very good offensive line. By the way, guys, what is Pittsburgh if they've got Jared Goff under center instead of Kenny Pickett? Yeah. Yeah. As much as I clown Goff, that I mean, six I, two? I, again, I hate, to, <laughs> I hate to clown Pickett as much as we do, but I don't know. I just feel like I'm not watching a very good quarterback. What's Pittsburgh if they swap out Matt Canada for Ben Johnson? Seven and one. <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's unbelievable. That's a good point. It's November 3rd. A little college football primer next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money, DraftKings, of course, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. It's a great deal over at DraftKings. Just download the app. New customers use that promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P. Again, 5 bucks gets you 200 in bonus bets instantly. It's a great deal at DraftKings. And speaking of which, you get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day as well at DraftKings. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Got your back, Sharp Money. Chris Farley, professional handicapper, coming up in 15 minutes. We're also going to be joined on the program by Tyler Shoemaker, one of our new colleagues here, does a great job, VEASAN betting analyst. So we'll have Tyler, Scott Spritzer, 30-plus years, professional handicapper there in Las Vegas to join as well. I have a primer. I think you guys are going to be pretty surprised. I put some time into this this morning. College football, we're already here at week 10. But basically what I did was I said, if we went back to August before the season started and then we had our conversations, predictions, talked about what we thought was going to happen, obviously, and then caught up with the college football season, November 3rd, how are we doing? You know, are there surprises? Are we stunned by anything that's happened? The college football committees just released their first rankings. Something shocking within. I think you might be surprised by the outcome. So we'll get to that along with the picks. I know Amal and Dustin have a plethora of college football picks for the weekend, of course. I was... The New York Post is hilarious because it's just salaciousness and sensationalism and and they want you to click on stuff so i was on there this morning because i'm a rube and i saw a headline and it was the los angeles excuse me the las vegas that might have been freudian las vegas raiders locker room is the happiest here it is time to celebrate the raiders have maybe the happiest locker room ever after firings and if you dig into the story a little bit Devonte adams is dancing around the locker room now to be fair Adams is like one of the nicest guys ever. He's a total professional. He's like, I just want you all to know I'm not dancing around and having fun in the locker room because somebody just got fired. We're just trying to switch up the vibes a little bit. So he's very professional about it. But we do have, and Dustin, I'm all shot, Dustin Sweetelson there at the D. We do have, you know, and I'm all, you know, this from betting your whole life. There, there always is that interim bump. 
Yep. Whether it's the first game, it generally just lasts in the NFL. It's going to last one week, but you're going to give that. It's almost like if you had a new boss at work, that first week of work, you'd want to impress the boss. You'd want to show and prove, right? And that happens across sports when there's a firing and somebody else. Most of the time, there's going to be some increased energy. And Dustin, we'll start there before we get to Devonte Adams and the clips. You dug, you dug in and found some stats to back up the interim boost here. Yeah, this was going back uh, last season. This was put out there. I want to give credit to Alan Cashman, friend of uh, the old show. We used to do the rap uh, since 09, 24 coaches been fired in season. Those teams are 15 to nine ATS in the following game. Uh, it doesn't apply to the Raiders, but maybe going forward to some other situations when they're underdogs, they're 10 and five ATS for the first game with the new coach. So 15 and nine ATS. This was as of November of last year, uh, teams that fire their coach in that following game. And we're looking now, Amal, if you take a look at this week, of course, the Giants are going to be, and Daniel Jones is your listed starter, going to be at the Raiders. I know this is one of your dog pounds here. You were on the Giants, Aiden O'Connell. That's not going to help. The Antonio Pierce and the angle we just discussed, it's not going to help with that. But right now, the Raiders over at DraftKings, point and a half, 37 and a half on the total. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. They're going to get a bump from the fact that you've got Antonio Pierce in there. I think it's going to be more relatable to the players. And you talked about this earlier in the week. Josh McDaniels, I'm sure he's a great guy. But for whatever reason, mm. he doesn't seem to – well, I'm just <laughs> – listen, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. I have he's no a idea. guy. Yeah, I, that's sure. fair. Okay, thank you. He's a person. Uh, he deserves to be treated respectfully. Definitely, definitely a human. <laughs> he's a being. He's not a wonderful being, but he's a being. But, but he's a being. It, yes. it just, to your point, Patrick, it seems like a cloud that was hanging yeah. over this team has been lifted. Now, all of a sudden, there's some sun peeking through, and there seems to be a different vibe. Antonio Pierce is a former player. I think he's going to be able to resonate a little bit more. It's going to infuse this team with some positive energy. However, the reason why I'm on the Giants this weekend is as poorly as the Giants have played, and they do lose Leonard Williams, I still think they've got an opportunity with Saquon Barkley against a poor run defense to be very effective here you get Daniel Jones back and I got to tell you I'm not a big Daniel Jones guy but his mobility against a team like the Raiders could really prove to be beneficial you talked about it and we talked about it yesterday neither of us are high and Dustin included are high on Aiden O'Connell I know he's getting the start but this seems like a forced start being put on this team because Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play well you know he's not your long-term answer so now you're going to go with someone in the short run who you think potentially has an opportunity and let's see what they can do I, I just don't like the mixture I think they play with energy and they play hard but at the end of the day i still think they come up short okay we do have Devonte adams big guy go ahead and set this up yeah so Devonte was first asked about the locker room and kind of the vibe happening in there here's what he had to say i mean at this point is you know it's not it's don't get it confused we're not it's not a celebration that we you know we have a new coach and you know there's, there's been changes made we obviously i think it was time um one way or the one way or the other it was time for some sort of change um just to bring a little juice in and and you know revitalize the team a little bit and i think it's more of a mindset that we're trying to um you know not force but just have moving forward to to just be as positive as possible you know and we do have a change so there's more of a a reason like a definitive shift you know we have we have a, a thing put in place now where we can say all right well you know it's things are different now but we got an opportunity to change it so I think that's kind of the mindset we're having just you know trying to have fun and enjoy our time in this building because I think you know as we speak to each other it's been too much of um just this has just been feeling like work too much and not having enough fun so we just got to get back to that Adams defensive end Max Crosby running back 
Josh Jacobs reportedly had separate conversations with Mark Davis following a team meeting with McDaniels where players aired grievances last Thursday. Wide receiver Hunter Renfro said he's happy to not be, quote, walking on eggshells anymore. He continued, there's a different energy. I think AP Antonio Pierce alluded to it. It's fun when you're not, when you have, when you have nothing to lose. Okay. So he continues to say, we've got nothing to lose. Let's go out there and have a great time. Play hard and fast. We're not walking on eggshells everywhere. And a lot of quotes like that coming out of the Raiders locker room. I think we have more from Devonte. Yeah. One more. Weird that they're airing grievances when Festivus isn't until December 23rd, but uh, Devonte Adams then talked about what it'll be like playing for, Antonio Pierce in a quote from Mark Davis that said he prefers Pierce to lead more than coach. You need somebody that knows how to lead men. And, you know, that's not me saying that Josh wasn't that guy, but that's just what he's obviously alluding to. Um, and because I think Josh was was great at leading, leading men. He had the right idea and, you know, what he was looking for out of this team. Um, you know, I totally agree with everything that he, he wanted us to do. It's not like he was sending us out there with with bad intentions or not with our best interest at heart. So, um, you know, that's that's basically what he's saying. But, you know, AP's not going to get in there and say, say, run this play for Tay. You know, you don't know any of our plays. He's, he's over there coaching line linebackers and dealing with the defense so I think it's more about just you know having him shape our minds getting us ready to to go out there and and, I mean I'm already ready to run through a wall for that man so it's uh it's a good feeling is Josh McDaniels still owe Dante uh, Devontae Adams money nice things about we got him paid got him paid a little bit more Listen, this guy's a top one, two, or three receiver in the league, however you want to cite. Uh, I like when he speaks. I think he's one of the, the more thoughtful players we have in all sports right now. I, I would agree. With right. Yeah, you, both yeah, of you guys totally. are correct on that. You, you both alluded to it, and you're absolutely right. I, I have not seen a player, and to Devontae's credit, where they were acknowledging the previous coach not in a inflammatory or negative way, but also passing the mantle on to the next coach. I, I thought he did a great job. Well, Jermaine Illuminor... Maybe I'm mispronouncing his last name. He's the right tackle there with the Raiders. He wasn't as kind. He said, quote, it wasn't a good vibe when McDaniels was the head coach. A lot of us were trying to create energy on the sideline, and I'm sure fans could see it, he said. So, again, that's what I was alluding to when I saw the Raiders in person, a lack of uh, sideline vibes. And obviously, reminded you of Dave Matthews, right? What's that? Reminded you of Dave Matthews? The band. Yeah, go ahead with yeah. the punchline. The space between. Oh, <laughs> there you go. It took a while, but we'll eventually get there. I mean, you still have two hours and six <laughs> minutes to go, so we could we could have dragged it out. But making me play your game of saying it and then asking for the answer was a little rough. Don't you think it's a little rough? I, I fell for it because I thought he might be referring to somebody who was a coach or something along the way that I missed. I mean, it was just, I could see it coming, but the fact that he made me go to the well and ask him what the punchline was, that's a rough Friday from the big guy. Eh, What are you going to do? I feel it coming Uh, is a song by uh, the weekend, by the way. (laughs) Okay. There you you go. All right. So one and a half right now, Antonio Pierce was impressive. I mean, he seemed confident, right? What he was given his intro intro presser. Like Jeff Saturday last year, like go have fun, let him be loose, play it out and Get us a top five pick. Yep, but I, I think Pierce is playing with house money, right? If the team all of a sudden has a resurgence, it changes the dynamic how the Raiders go into the 24 season, and maybe he's a guy that you consider permanently. If not, you know, hey, thanks for the chance. I can't believe you just reminded me Jeff Saturday happened. That literally happened. That's hilarious. Next, Chris Farley, NFL handicapper.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.